I'd like to welcome you to our service. If you'd like to find your place in Psalms chapter 42, Psalms chapter 42, the title of the message is, Where is thy God? I'm glad I know where my God is, and I'm glad I know who he is, and I'm glad he knows who I am. And I thank God for his presence and for his person. I thank God for his power to deliver in our lives and to help us and strengthen us and guide us, direct us through his word. And we serve a great God. But there will always be those that ask that question, where is thy God? And they have an idea of what our God's able to do. And I believe that in this situation, those that are asking this question, I believe they had an, an idea of what the psalmist God could do for him but they were trying to discourage him. They were trying to bring doubt into his mind that God was just not going to take care of him. And can I just reassure everyone in here that God loves you and he promised to never leave us nor forsake us and he'll take good care of us. And Psalms 42, it says, As the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? And they here are people. That's uh, some people that have uh, uh, tried to discourage the psalmist into trusting in his God. But you know, sometimes it's not people. It's the voices that we hear inside of our own mind. And, and I'm not talking about uh, some kind of disease or sickness, mental health problems. I, I, I'm just talking about our own selves, our own voice, uh, and uh, wondering where God is. Well, he's always been there, and he's always where he said he would be. And uh, I'm glad that we can trust him. But it's important to notice here that the psalmist is not the person asking the question, where is thy God? No, his heart is longing for God. His, his soul was thirsting after God. And with every beat of his heart, I believe he yearns to be in the presence of God. And, and there's no doubt here that as you read this whole chapter, that you'll see that the psalmist is going through a trial. He, he's in some form of trouble He's going through a difficulty in his life and something has happened to him and is preventing him from being in the presence of God or in the house of God. And many believe that this psalm was written by David when he fled from his son Absalom. And uh, the psalm definitely has David's penmanship all over it. But the one thing we do know is that the Holy Spirit uh, is the one that moved uh, the psalmist to write these words. No matter who the writer was, we know that the Holy Spirit inspired it. I've been in the ministry for quite some time now, and I've been around God's people, and, and uh, I, I've heard many different things in my life. And I've heard a lot of prayer requests over the years, and I've heard many people ask me to pray for them to get well from some sickness or overcome some trial or difficulty in their life, but I've seldom heard the reasoning that we read here in Psalms 42 as to why they want to feel better and as to why they want things to be back to normal in their life. Most of the time, it's not so that they can be in the presence of God. 
Most of the time it's not so that they can be more faithful to God and so they can do more for the Lord. You remember Paul, Paul thought that his uh, thorn in the flesh was going to hinder him, but God said, no, <laughs> no, my grace is sufficient. As a matter of fact, you're going to realize how weak you are and how strong I am through all this. Now, I've heard plenty of people say this, you know, uh, hey, pr pray that I get better because I've got plans. Or, uh, you know, I, I need to get better so I can do what I want to do. And they don't even realize they're saying that, but yet they're revealing their heart when they do say it. Uh, I've heard people say, well, pray for me. You know, I've got all these travel plans coming up, and I don't want to miss out on my travel plans. And it's not that they want to do something for the Lord. They, they want to get better so they can get closer to God or do more for Him. It's just they don't want to be hindered by their sickness. And uh, no matter what it is. But I've seldom heard people say, I want to get better so I can be back in the house of God because that's where my heart is panting for that. My soul's thirsting for that. Here David says, when shall I come and appear before God? His desire is to be in the house of the Lord. See, it's not the psalmist that's asking that question, where is thy God? The, the, the psalmist is asking, when shall I uh, come and appear before God? He, he's not asking, when, when am I going to be able to get back to my house? Because if this is the case that he's running from Absalom, he's no longer in his house. Somebody else has occupied that place. He's no longer welcome in his own home. But he's not asking, when can I get back home? He's not asking, when will I be able to get back to my routine and, and go into the comforts of the palace there? And, and he's not asking, when will I be able to get back to my hobbies or my plans uh, or whatever it is I want to do? No, his desire is to be back in a place where he can go and worship the Lord with others and have the presence of God in his life. Right now, the psalmist's life has been turned upside down, but what he desires the most is to be in the house of the Lord, to be in the presence of God. He desires to worship alongside others that seek the same God as he does. And even though his life is all messed up and his routine is not going as planned, his soul's thirsting for God. When it comes to trials and troubles and difficulties in our life and even sickness sometimes, God will allow these difficulties in our life to reveal who we are, to reveal our heart, and maybe even to show us that we're not where we need to be with God. There are times when God allows difficulties in our life to simply draw us closer to him. There'll be times when God will allow difficulties into our life uh, for, for just to get our attention and for us to focus on what's the most important thing in life. But here's the issue that I've witnessed. Many Christians, once they get over that difficulty or that trial or that situation in their life, there's no change in their walk with God. They're not more faithful or doing more for the Lord. Matter of fact, many times they will regress and, and they'll do even less than they were doing before. 
difficulties will reveal our heart. I've heard many saved people cry out like these scoffers and discouragers and doubters here and say, where is God in my life? Why won't he take care of all my troubles and why did he allow this into my life? Well, the truth is God has always been in the same place that he's been. God said, you draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to thee. They want God to draw nigh, but right here's the thing, they don't want to do what God requires of them. Because in James 4, 8, it says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Oh, we, we want God to draw near, but are we willing to do what it takes for God to draw near? The psalmist has it right here. He says, my soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before him? His desire is not for a better circumstance or a better life. His desire is to be with the Lord. Can I ask you, why do you want your difficulties removed? Why do you want your troubles removed? The psalmist knows the answer to the scoffer's question where is thy God? I believe his first answer would be, my God is alive and well. Matter of fact, I'll tell you where he is. In Hebrews 7, 25, it says, wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth, to make intercession for them. He said the living God. He's alive and well he responds to the discouragers there and he says, I know where my God is. He's interceding my case with the Father. Oh, I like that song, Because He Lives. Oh, because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because He lives, all fear is gone. Because I know who holds the future. Well, life is worth the living just because He lives. I believe the psalmist would have to just shout out to those scoffers when they say, where is thy God? Where is your hope? Where is your deliverance? I believe he would have to first and foremost say, my God's alive and he's well. But number two, I believe he would say he's approachable. He's approachable. It says, when in verse two shall I come and appear before God? He understood that, that, that God was approachable. Oh, that God was near him. And, and Psalms 46, 1, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Hey, where is your God? Oh, he's very present. Matter of fact, he's real present in my trouble. He's my helper in my trouble. He's my refuge in my trouble. Oh, and he's my strength also in my trouble. Oh, he's very approachable. Well, what is your God doing while you're waiting to come into his presence? Well, Revelation 22, 17 says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. I believe Jesus, my God, is bidding people to come unto him. 
In Revelations 22, 20, it says, He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Hey, do you hunger and thirst after righteousness? Because if you do, you'll be telling others about him. You'll have an answer to give to the scoffer and the discourager when he cries out and says, where is thy God? You'll say, oh, he's approachable. And he's calling all men unto himself. And he's coming again. Number three, I believe he would say to the question, where is thy God? I believe he'd say he's at his house. Look at verse four. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept holy day. Well, what do you find at the house of God? Oh, you find his presence. Not only do you find God's presence there, but you're going to find his peace. You're going to find his joy and his comfort, his hope. Oh, you're going to find his grace and his mercy and his love. You're going to find his forgiveness there. Oh, you'll find praise and worship and direction and wisdom for your life. Oh, no wonder the psalmist wanted to go to the house of God. He wanted to go there because he had been there before. And he knew what he could find when he went to the house of God. Have you found God to be altogether lovely? An unbeliever, a scoffer, a rebellious Christian will tend to find fault with God's word and they'll get offended at the teaching and preaching of God's word. But the Bible says that they that love God's law, hey, for them that won't be a stumbling block. Matter of fact, the Bible says, great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Have you found God? Have you found his word to be all sufficient for you? Have you tasted that God is good in your life? I mean, to the fact that you want to be near him, you want to get to where he's at because he's everything to you. I think uh, the fourth thing that this psalmist would tell these scoffers when they say where is thy God I believe he'd have to say he's all I need in verse 10 it says as with a sword in my bones mine enemies reproach me while they say daily unto me where is thy God why art thou cast down O my soul and why art thou disquieted within me hope thou in God for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God, where is thy God? Oh, I believe the psalmist would have to say, he's sustaining me. In Psalms 55, 22, it says, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Oh my God, where is he? He's the one that's holding me up. He's the one that's sustaining me. Matter of fact, I'll tell you where he is. He is my hope. Twice in this passage, the psalmist reminds himself to hope in God. He's the source of our hope. There's help, the Bible says, in his countenance. And there's help also for our countenance in the Lord. In Psalms 38, 15, it says, For in thee, O Lord, do I hope. Thou wilt hear, O Lord, 
my God. That word hope is not some wishful hope. It's not say, well, I hope so. No, this hope's much different. It's one of them I know so hopes. I know what my God can do. I know that he hears my prayers. I know that he's a very present help in time of trouble. Oh, I know that he loves me. I know that he sustains me. I know that he's the one that maintains my lot. Hey, there's nothing going on in my life that's out of control with the Lord. Everything's under his control. Hey, I know this too, that all is well with the Lord. Oh, he's drawing me unto himself. Uh, the Bible says that he healeth uh, all my diseases. Uh, he delivers me out of all my troubles. Uh, I'm going to tell you where he is. Uh, he's alive and well. And he's at work uh, in my life and he's everything that I'll ever need uh, for this life and for all eternity. Uh, oh, he forgiveth all my iniquities. Uh, oh, he's my savior and he's my God. Uh, and he's calling you to believe in him. And one day all those who made him their God will be delivered from this old flesh. In Psalms 23, 6, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, my God. He's the health of my countenance. He's the subject of my praise. Sure, the psalmist is in trouble. The scoffers are mocking his faith. They're mocking his God. But he chooses to praise the Lord. Why? Because he's his God. Is Jesus your God today? If you've never trusted Jesus as your Savior, then Jesus is calling you. He's calling you to come to him in repentance and faith in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Would you leave that crowd that's saying, where is God and where is thy God? And just join the psalmist who's put his trust in the living God. Would you be saved today? Christian, how's your view of God? Do you view him as only a God who pulls you, who's there to pull you out of your troubles so that you can just go on living and doing whatever it is you do and never change, never get closer to him, never get more involved just so that you can just keep living your life uh, any way you choose to do it or do you thirst after God like the psalmist? I mean, is there a hunger, is there a desire in your life to be in the house of God? When you're sick and you got troubles and trials, is it so that you can do more for him? Or is it simply so that you can just go back to whatever it is you got planned? Do you have a desire to be in the house of the Lord every time the doors are opened? I wonder, what's it going to take for God to get your attention?